0: This is The Gathering Church in Windsor, Ontario, and I'm Pastor Garth Lino. Welcome to our podcast. In 1967, Johnny Erickson Tata dove into shallow water and broke her neck. That dive left her quadriplegic, and it dramatically changed her life. Fast forward now to the year 2014. Her organization delivered its 100th wheelchair in the country of Ghana. In 2017, Johnny celebrated 50 years of God's faithfulness in a wheelchair. Now, 71 years of age, Johnny just wants to finish well. And she spoke about that a moment ago. The world seems to worship youth. And it seems like it's terrified of aging especially if disabilities are involved somewhere along the way. But there was a time when getting older was, was associated with wisdom and experience. <laughs> in fact, some of the greatest accomplishments in the world uh, came very late in life. Immanuel Kant wrote one of his greatest philosophical works at the age of 74. Verdi penned his classic Ave Maria at 85. Michelangelo was 87 when he painted the piatta, his greatest work of art, and Ronald Reagan was the most powerful man in the world at 75 years of age. This notion that life should be winding down at 50 or 60 years of age is just crazy, in my opinion. (laughs) Psalm 71 was written by a man who also wanted to finish well, a man who realized that old age presents its own special dangers and unique demands even in the life of a Bible-believing, born-again Christian man or woman. You may have noticed, three times in the psalm, the writer uses the phrase, all the day. Verses 8, verse 15, verse 24. So young or old, we all need to learn how to live one day at a time and, and to live all the day, every day, trusting in Jesus. This phrase, all the day, Actually, divides the psalm nicely into three parts. And in each division or each segment, the writer shares a wonderful assurance about God and his encouragement to those who are growing older. The first assurance is that God will protect us. Whether we like it or not, for most people, the mature years are years of growing helplessness. Now, this doesn't mean that everybody just suddenly falls apart. We are all fearfully and wonderfully made, but we're all different. Some of God's most senior saints are remarkably strong and they they seem to suffer no physical or mental decline no matter how old they get. And I hate those people. (laughs) Don't you? (laughs) They just don't seem to suffer any physical or mental decline at all. Yes, but for most of us, For the most part, each one of us begins to slowly discover that the demands are greater than the supplies, right? You know what I'm talking about? Takes 10 minutes just to get out of bed in the morning, that kind of thing? You know you've reached the metallic age when you have silver in your hair, gold in your teeth, iron in your pills, and lead in your pants. (laughs) As we grow older, we have many, many fears. We fear the loss of independence. That's a very real fear that aging people experience. We fear declining health. We're afraid of running out of money, fixed income, not being able to live in our own home, the death of a spouse that we've spent decades living with. We're afraid of the indignity of losing bladder control. We fear not being able to drive. We fear isolation and loneliness. So these are real fears, and the list goes on and on. As we grow older, we have many fears, and we need a refuge. We need a refuge in God, and He's promised to protect us. Here's how the psalmist responds to that. Psalm 71, verse 1, In you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me and rescue me. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be to me a rock of refuge to which I may continually come. You have given the command to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. So, yes, we need a refuge as we get older. And God alone can save us and protect us. In August of 2006, Newsweek magazine profiled the lives of Ruth and Billy Graham. Not their historic evangelistic crusades and international impact, but their life as an elderly couple approaching the final chapters on earth. And one thing that shone brightly during the interview was the incredible quality of their marriage. At night we have time together, Dr. Graham said, We pray together and read the Bible together every night. It's a wonderful period of life for both of us. We've never had a love like we do now. We feel each other's hearts. Isn't that beautiful? So yes, God will protect us in old age, and and He will also protect the things that are most important to us because He is our refuge, our Savior, our rock, and our fortress. And really, the only fitting response to all of that comes in verse 8. My mouth is filled with your praise and with your glory all the day. Yes, God will protect us, and we give Him the glory for that. The second assurance is that God will be with us. God will be with us. You know, loneliness is a major problem in our golden years especially if we do not know Christ and trust in Christ. As we grow older, friends and family either move away or die, and and sometimes we must relocate, and, and that means pulling up roots and being transplanted, sometimes far from where we've lived for many years. When my family and I moved to Windsor in 2003, my wife's mom and dad sold their home in Brampton and moved here to be close to their family. They were already retired, but they sacrificed so much for us. They they moved far away from some of their closest friends and family. They pulled up deep roots and settled here in Windsor, Ontario, as senior citizens. That wasn't easy for them to do, but they did it for us. They never complained, not once. As we grow older, sometimes those who ought to care for us the most pay the least attention to us. Not everybody can afford to live in an active retirement center with a full-time paid activity director who plans events every day. Not many people can afford that. In a newspaper article written in 2012, it was reported that an estimated 60% of nursing home residents never get any visitors. 60% of people who live in nursing homes don't get a visitor in any given year. That's terrible. That's an awful statistic. No wonder seniors are afraid of going into a, a, a senior's home or a nursing home. They feel like they're just being dumped there and forgotten. Well, the burden of the psalmist's prayer is that God would stay with him during his declining years. Look at verses 9 and 12. Do not cast me off in the time of old age. Forsake me not when my strength is spent. And then verse 12. Oh God, be not far from me. O oh my God, make haste to help me. Before COVID settled into our region, we had a very active group here at the gathering called Second Half Ministry. It was for It's for people 55 years of age and up, a couple in our church by the name of Ron and Beth Reynolds uh, give leadership to that small group. And, and second halfers did all kinds of stuff all over the place. They, they had croquenot tournaments and movie nights, and they helped at a distribution center. They did trips together. They prayed together. And, of course, they had monthly potluck meals together, which they thoroughly enjoyed. That ministry tried to address the lingering problem of loneliness in, in senior citizens, and our senior population. It can be a very lonely time. My friends, God has promised to be with us during those days and not forsake us. Isaiah 41.10, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. While I, will, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And then Deuteronomy 31.6, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Praise God. And then Matthew 28, 20. I am with you always, Jesus said, to the very end of the age. Folks, we need to finish well. We need to finish well knowing that God will protect us and God will be with us. No need to fear or worry or panic as you grow older. God will protect us. God will be with us. And thirdly, God will use us. The emphasis in this section is on the share, on, on sharing the good news of God and the power of God with the next generation, the generation that's coming up behind us. Have a look at verse 16. I will come and proclaim your mighty acts, sovereign Lord. I will proclaim your righteous deeds, yours alone. Since my youth, God, you have taught me, and to this day I declare your marvelous deeds. Even when I am old and gray, do not forsake me, my God, till, till I declare your power to the next generation, your mighty acts to all who are to come. Yes. Senior saints, listen. Are you listening? Are you listening to me? <laughs> do you hear me? God wants to use us To proclaim his glorious deeds, his mighty acts, his power and his wonder to the coming generation. He wants to use us to do that. We have a part to play in the expansion of the kingdom. Planting more churches, sending more missionaries, raising up the next generation of gospel proclaimers. We have that responsibility and privilege. God wants to use you and he he will use you if you don't quit, quit the team or sit on the sidelines. Decide today that you will finish well, whatever it takes. You might have silver in your hair, gold in your teeth, iron in your pills, and lead in your pants, but God will still use you if you make yourself available to Him. God does not bless us just so that we can sit back in retirement days and, 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 and watch everybody else do the work. No. He meets our needs And blesses us so that we can turn around and and help others and be a blessing to others. Remember what God said to Abraham? Genesis 12, 2. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. God said, I'm going to bless you, Abraham, so you can be a blessing. God is saying today, I will bless you, Bill, Bob, Sue, Mary, Tom, Tom so that you can be a blessing to others in your neighborhood, in your church, in your city, in your community. You and I are blessed so that we can be a blessing to others. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've heard older saints say to me, Oh, I've served a lot of years. I've, I've put in my time. My, my serving days are over. I think I'm just going to sit back and let the, the next generation, let the young ones do the work now. Do do you mean to tell me that God only uses young people to expand his kingdom? Do, Do you mean to tell me that God prefers to use only young leaders who, oh, I don't know, may have less knowledge and less experience and less maturity and less wisdom? You're trying to tell me that he prefers them over the saints that he's been pouring his grace and favor and knowledge and wisdom into for decades? Is that what you're trying to say? When you say it's time for others to take over so you can sit back and do nothing? Is that what you're trying to say? (laughs) Listen, God said himself in Joel chapter 2, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. I happen to think that God wants all of us to be serving him wherever he has planted us at whatever age we might be see the psalmist is utterly confident utterly confident that god will use us in our old age he says in psalm 71:19 your righteousness o god reaches the high heavens you who have done great things o god who is like you oh, he's confident of god's great power and then verse 20 You who have made me see many troubles and calamities will revive me again. From the depths of the earth, you will bring me up again. So the psalmist is confident of God's work of revival and restoration and renewal. Then go to verse 21. You will increase my greatness and comfort me again, Lord. I will also praise you with the harp for your faithfulness, O my God. So he's confident, confident of God's faithfulness and the comfort that he brings. And then down to verse 24. My lips will shout for joy when I sing praise to you, I whom you have delivered. My tongue will tell of your righteous acts all day long, for those who wanted to harm me have been put to shame and confusion. He's confident of God's deliverance and God's protection in his life. So friends, his message is crystal clear. God wants you to advance his mission and his kingdom. God wants to use you in all of that ministry and he will do whatever he needs to do so that you can be of service to him. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Uh Always, always... Give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. I love that exhortation. Always, always give yourselves. Give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Not partially, not just on Sundays, but always give yourselves to the work of the Lord. When you're young and when you're old, give yourselves to the work of the Lord. When you feel like it and when you don't give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. When you feel important, when you feel forgotten, give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. When you agree with the elders and when you don't, when you like the pastor and when you don't, always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. When you're 55, 75, or 95, keep serving Jesus. According to the British art critic Jonathan Jones, many Renaissance artists were, were... coldly curious or even cruel in their depiction of old age. Fortunately, Rembrandt was an exception, apparently. Uh, Apparently, he painted old age with a a nobility and power that few other artists ever approached. He recognized the dignity and character of aged faces and uh, embraced the marks of time as, as beautiful, mysterious, and rich. And you could see it in his painting. My friends, God himself recognizes the beauty and importance of aged faces in a congregation like The Gathering. We love you and we need you. You're never too old. John Lennon and Paul McCartney asked the question in a song the Beatles sung. Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64? And the answer is yes, yes. We still need you at 64, 74, 84 and beyond. We still need you and we still love you. Let nothing move you, my friends. You need to finish well. You need to finish well. So please stand firm for the sake of the gospel and the good of your family. Stand firm. We need you to finish well. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Not ever. Love, grow, serve, and multiply till your final breath. Let's pray together over this. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, there's, there's a, a lot about getting older that simply isn't a lot of fun. Stuff wears out, falls out, breaks down, and changes shape and texture. The, the pleasures and, and pace of life change. Uh, Memory comes and goes, and then it goes a little farther away. Personalities and attitudes show signs of decay as well. All of that stuff is just really hard. It's hard to watch in our aging parents. It's hard to see it happen in our own lives. But Lord, thank you for the power of the gospel in the midst of all these changes. The gospel is all-powerful. Therefore, we do not lose heart. As Paul says, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly, Lord, we're being renewed day by day. Thank you for that. <laughs> what, what great hope and encouragement uh, is, is there in that for us. Thank you for that. What great hope you've given us in the gospel of God. And so, Father, before the days of our own age-related limitations are upon us, we pray for greater grace and wisdom to love our aging parents and grandparents. And yes, the seniors in our church, we want to love them well. And we pray for grace to do that. For those of us who have parents who no longer recognize our faces or remember our names, oh God, give us thick skin (laughs) and big hearts. For those of us for whom the joys and plans of life have been substantially altered by the need and expense of caring for aging family members, Lord, keep us free from resentment and keep us generous in heart toward these people. For the wife or husband whose spouse is aging at a quicker pace, Lord, keep them free from foolishness and free from sin and renewed in their vow to love one spouse well to your glory the rest of their lives, period, and amen. Nobody loves us like you love us, Jesus. And we cling to that truth today with both hands and pray in your merciful and matchless name, Lord Jesus. Amen.